0: Yeah, I think you have to pay for it, which is stupid.
1: Yeah, so that's why, like, I don't know if um.
0: How am I supposed to be a podcaster without Pro Football Focus?
1: It has Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, but it has Taylor Heineke. But I don't think that's actually him at number four. Oh, well, obviously it's not. So the rest of them are just
0: randomized.
1: I don't know why it has Kirk Cousins at number two though. That seems.
0: Because Pro Football high. Focus loves Kirk Cousins.
1: Well, they just love stats, right? like they just
0: technically but technically they also like supposedly their algorithm is like like missing wide open people and takes everything into account but kirk cousins has been a pro football focused guy for a while well yeah
1: statistically he looks really good because he's got i don't know what he's at now but honey, in the last week he was 18 touchdowns or 21 21 touchdowns two picks i think
0: yeah, he, uh, but then he just gets lucky. Like, he had to play out of his mind against the Packers and got like four interceptions dropped. Him. I didn't know really you recording. We haven't done intro. Welcome back. After. Thousands of weeks to too much time. Po- nah, let's start that over. We're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> Go ahead, man. You're
1: just getting nervous. Welcome back to Too Much Time podcast with Steven Soto and Ben Darling. We talk about sports, talk about football, and just kind of hang out and see what comes to mind with a variety of topics. Uh, we're back with episode three. Technically, uh, we originally had recorded episode three, uh, with my brother, Caleb, but we had some audio difficulties. My apologies. Apologies
0: Yeah. Our mic sucks. So we went out into the real world, got true podcasting microphones and invested into this. So I better hope, no, wait. So I really hope that everyone out there in the world is listening to us right now.
1: We got Yeti microphones. So now we're very professional and if this still sounds bad, then I don't really know what to do. Even though that's technically my job as the audio guy. But regardless, uh, yeah, welcome back. We're on episode three.
0: Got a loaded podcast for you guys, so buckle up. Buckle and, in. I hope, and I hope you have too much time. All right, first we got to pay the bills. Yes. Let's pay the bills with uh, some landscaping endorsements here. We have our first company endorsement, Grab a Bush Landscaping. For all your shrubbery needs and trims, call Grabber Rush Landscaping, located near you. Good work. Thank you. Got it. My dyslexia didn't kick in while I read that sentence. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Should we uh, go ahead and start with our picks? Let's get into it. All right, we got. Uh, we're gonna do pick three upsets here this week, and um, we're also gonna go ahead and say why. My first pick is I got the Jets beating the Eagles. Why? Because I don't trust, <laughs> I trust the Eagles. Man, this is <laughs> terrible. This show stinks. <laughs> uh, the good thing is
1: I can, I can edit out the, the dead air. But... Uh, <laughs> all right, so... You said like, you've got to do it why, and then you didn't get a reason why. I don't really have a why. This is your, I this just... is your pick.
0: To be honest, I just don't trust the Eagles and the Jets somehow randomly beat random good teams like the Titans. And all right, Steven
1: for the first upset this week, Steven has picked the Jets to beat the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Yes. I don't trust the Eagles. Their defense isn't that great. Um Jalen Hurts really is hit or miss. He's got a eighty three overall quarterback rating. Um He's he's thrown eight picks, thirteen touchdowns. Wow, he's only thrown thirteen touchdowns. Exactly, that's Jalen my point. Harris.
1: What's his total touchdowns though? Because he's running a lot in. He kind of plays a little Lamar.
0: Yeah. Because uh, he's scoring a frick ton of fantasy
1: points. So I don't know what he's doing over there.
0: But they, they just lost to the Giants.
1: Well, yeah, their team is bad, but
0: That's my point. We're talking about team, not not, not... and Jalen Hurts here threw zero touchdowns and three picks against the New York Giants. Yeah. So they're going to lose to another New York team.
1: Hence the upset. Seven points is a pretty big spread. So, And the Jets are so hit or miss, though.
0: This is my, my thing. If you're a gambler, go ahead and uh, bet on this Jets team. Okay.
1: Hope the Jets beat the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. Not much else to
1: say there. Uh, game number two, Stephen has chosen the Washington... Football team, nice. Almost, almost said that wrong. I actually, I saw that um, the commentators called them the Blue Redskins on Sunday.
0: No way. Oh, we gotta get them out of there. I bet you, I mean,
1: I mean, it's just once, like, uh, but you think by now it's been like a, a year and a half,
0: almost two years now. I still call them the Skins. I know it's very incorrect, but it's 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 just it's hard to not call them that until they get yeah. a real name. Like the Red Tails or something, I'll, then it'll be easier. But I'm not gonna call someone the football team. The Washington, you know, I
1: like the Washington football team?
0: No, dude. I got so excited when apparently like the Red Tails was like up there because I was like, "That's perfect." It has like, like the word red, dude. and it's like a subtle change, and it's like actually like politically okay. correct. So I thought that it's was like perfect. A good game, actually,
1: though.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's legit. You
1: get like a nice like plane or whatever is like your logo, and
0: then yeah, and it's you know, like your slogan could
1: be like, "We're gonna drop bombs on them."
0: Yeah, like, so cool. And it's, like, historically awesome. Like, it's the story of the first African-American, like, pilots during yeah. one of the World Wars. It was a nice musical cool movie, actually. Yeah, like, I don't see why that, like, got denied. And then the generals apparently is up there, too. But I don't want to call yeah. them the Washington generals. That's so dumb.
1: That would make sense with their location, though. Yeah. Being, like, in D.C. I still hate so Might as well call them the Washington Lincoln lovers. And that would be fine, too.
0: Yeah, dude. The Lincoln Lovers.
1: The Washington Memorial.
0: This is why I'm in marketing. <laughs> Not you.
1: These are great names. The Lincoln Lovers. Washington Memorial, but like the team name is Memorial. And it doesn't have to have an S at the end. Like it's like the Stanford Cardinal. There's no like S at the end of that name.
0: I guess, but I still don't like it as much as the Red Tails.
1: Washington Tourist Traveler. The Washington sewage dripping.
0: I like. See, right? I like the theme you're going here with. You're going with the double initial, like the the Lincoln lovers, the LL, the tourist trap. I, I see what you're doing, but yeah, that was, that was what I was
1: trying to do.
0: But they all suck. You know, we're we're just Washington. Retail All I'm picking Washington to beat the Raiders. Tyler Haneke's uh, on a hot streak.
1: He's playing well. Yeah, it's only a two and a half point spread. It is in Las Vegas, which I think is the only reason why they have the positive spread. Otherwise, it'd probably be 50-50. So, Washington's playing well. The Raiders are in all sorts of strambles. So you,
0: you just never know what to expect with him. But Taylor Heineke, honestly, he's uh, he's got 64.8 overall uh, pro football focus grade this year. Um. When I watch him, though, I actually don't think he's that bad. Like, He just looks for Terry McLaurin, which is a stud wide receiver, and then he—dude's got some wheels. That white boy can run. I think he's going to run circles around Max Crosby if that O-line can hold up. Max Crosby's a guy, though. Yeah, he's a dude. All the players on that team. You know, from what I've seen from the Raiders, their defense is still there. It's not as dominant as it was at the beginning when Max Crosby was getting like three sacks a game. But their their offense really fell apart. Look, what's his name? Your tight end in fantasy, a walker. Dude has not been anywhere. Darren Waller.
1: Yeah, he's hurt right now too. So he's actually out.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge blow. And then Ruggs is out, obviously. And Deshaun Jackson hasn't done much except for like one random catch for a hundred yards, like usual. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely bet, if I were a betting man, or if it was legal, on the Washington Redskins beating the Vegas Raiders. Hey, I said that right. Look at that. There you go. Nice. Next game, we got the Patriots beating the Bills. Where's this game at?
1: So, this game, we got the Patriots versus the Bills, Monday Night Football. Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Buffalo. So, pretty slim spread. It is in Buffalo. It's going to be cold, but that obviously doesn't make any difference for the Patriots.
0: I trust in Mac Jones. I do. It's, it's uh, as Bill Burr said, it's beginning to look a lot like 2001. Tom Brady came in in 2001. They won the Super Bowl. I just, uh, I'm not saying that he's going to lead them to a Super Bowl, but the Patriots, I think, are the hottest team in the AFC right now. The Bills are very up and down, and the Patrick Mahomes still doesn't really look like Patrick Mahomes. I think the Patriots are the hottest team, and Lamar's falling apart. Man, is screwing me fantasy wins.
1: Patriots have won six in a row.
0: Yeah, they're... Including
1: a 51-point route against the Jets. 24-6 to over Carolina. 36-13 over the Titans last week.
0: Max found a... Found a groove and the Patriots have found an identity, which is classic Bill Belichick. Boring football. Defense, run the ball, make a throw here and there.
1: Dan Ruscini is calling the Patriots game the game of the year
0: on Monday night. All right, relax. Clearly, he didn't watch the Cardinals Packer Thursday night game.
1: Also, he's a she.
0: That's what I meant. Nice. I use the he, she pronoun. I don't use pronouns. I don't see color. Um, I disagree with this next one. It depends. It all depends. I don't know how I feel about this. Let's talk about it. The next pick we have is Steelers beating the Ravens, but now I'm second-guessing myself because Lamar lately hasn't looked good, but I have a feeling. I have a feeling that Lamar is going to show up well this week, and TJ Watt is out. He's in IR. Baltimore, four and a
1: half point spread. It's in Pittsburgh, which helps. I think, I mean, the plug here for the Steelers to win would be just the Ravens and how bad they looked last week. But the Browns team that's playing terrible, the Ravens just looked out of sorts. They barely won that game. I think I saw Lamar as the first quarterback to win a game in like 10 years after throwing four picks. So, like, on the one hand, like, it's not a bad guess to to bet on the Ravens and Lamar coming back hot and coming back with a chip on his shoulder. But at the same time...
0: Four picks is
1: a lot. It's a lot of picks. And he could just be... I mean, he could just be struggling right now. And, like, slumps usually last more than a week. So, like, he very well could go out there and throw four picks again. And just for whatever reason, he's just not feeling it right now or something. And the Ravens, they also just barely win games. Like, they really just squeak out games at the end, week after week after week. So, if I mean, if, it's very plausible to think that the Steelers could upset them by just not allowing them to squeak out a win this week. And the Steelers have lost a couple of close games, too, so they've been in games.
0: Well, here's my, my expert analysis. Great expert here. I'll I'll offer you credentials if you guys ask for it. Uh, The Ravens need an actual run game that isn't named Lamar Jackson. Like, they need a solid run game. They just, I don't know if it's their OC or what's going on, but the run game literally just consists of Lamar, which is fine. But he's still your quarterback. You need to take the pressure off. Like, if you have, like, a, a dual threat there in the backfield where they actually have to respect the running game, then Lamar's got some pressure off of them. Now, when it comes to the Steelers, they literally just need to redo everything. <laughs> they need to get Ben Roethlisberger out of there. He's getting too old. Their defense is fine, honestly. It's not that bad, but it's not good enough to win them games. And their offense has just been lackluster, but I think most of it's because Najee's just putting the the team on his back. Like, Ben is just not giving the the ball to anyone and when people are actually wide open he's missing them by 20 yards so
1: to the same credit you put the game on Najee's back he could win you the game I mean we're not talking about the Steelers season as a whole we're talking about one upset game
0: you know what all that being said I got the Ravens being the Steelers after all this
1: so after we originally decided this is going to be a great upset pick We've now changed our
0: mind. Hey, I gave them three good ones. The fourth You're one. I are talking my to my win. analysis. Yeah, yeah. Don't bet uh, right. on the Steelers. And if I'm wrong, well, then I lost you some money. But I feel like even if Lamar throws four picks, they'll still find a way to win. I think that's incredible. If if, if anything, that's a testament to the Ravens. This man was playing for the Browns. Testament
1: to the Ravens. It's a testament to the Browns being an absolute trash of a team.
0: Well, it's more Baker's fault, but.
1: Dude, Baker looks horrific.
0: Was that an that episode it? 3 that we never released? Should we re-sign Baker? No, that was episode 2. That was episode oh, oh, this is a couple weeks about this. So for those of you that actually listen to all of our episodes, all two of them, um, I think I won this argument. I'm not re-signing Baker Mayfield.
1: This man's hanging on to the past because that's all he's got. Damn right. So they you keep Baker. Really Through the end of the year, no, not, not at the end of the year. At the end of the year, you shut them out
0: of time. That's what I'm but. saying. I'm saying until obviously until the end of the ti- uh, of the year.
1: <laughs> until the end of time, we should be signing Baker to a lifelong contract.
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying at the it end says, of the year, never really You're <laughs> the GM. Are you re-signing Baker Mayfield, or are you trying to shoot your shot and get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or who I don't know? Fuck someone. <laughs> I don't know. I
1: don't know. So a couple of good upset picks. I think uh we should really get at least 3 out of 4, I think. Or yeah. 2
0: out of 4. Yeah, 50% I think so. Would be good. I think so. The I think the Patriots beating the Bills, I'm going to I'm going to say that's a good one. I yep. think Washington beating the Raiders is is also my second, my second for sure. Mm. Uh the Jets beating the Eagles is is uh is up to your own discretion if you make that bet. And like I said, the the Steelers being the Ravens is not going to happen. The Ravens are going to win this game, so don't do that. Yep. About two and a four. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we're saying that. Just like I think that the Cowboys are going to win tonight against the Saints. It'd mm-hmm. be pretty bad if they lost. Taysom Hill is going to show why he's not a quarterback and he's just a running person.
1: The man got paid, though.
0: The man's going to prove... That he's every position except a quarterback. He is Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson. Hey, he's the white Cordell Patterson. There you go. Speaking so, of um, mixed races between the white and the blacks, is Russell Wilson dead? That was a transition. I can, I could have think long, of. That. Long, actually, yeah, I can, could. Could've been a lot worse. Yeah. Russell Wilson seems to be getting his own way. I just don't think he's come back ever since he had surgery on his hand. Or did he come back too soon? I don't know. But he just looks a shell of himself. At first, when he first came back against the Packers, we shut him out. And I was like, wow, Packers defense is legit. Now that I watched him again, I don't know if it's on the Packers defense. I think it's Russell Wilson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think he came back too early is a bit of an understatement. I think he's out here trying to defy medical science with all of his twenty hours a day uh, recovery time, and I think he's just uh, throwing the ball over the place. I mean, I don't know. He broke a finger against surgery in a finger that takes on your throwing hand. So he's definitely come back too early. I don't know what the Seahawks are doing. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he'll ever. Get back to doing anything good this year. I haven't really watched him play at all, so I don't have a lot of credibility for
0: it. Just it doesn't. It doesn't help, I think, that he his offense just is kind of boring and predictable. To be honest, and I don't know if it's Pete Carroll or the OC, but but ever since he came back, so so he came back um, at the Green Bay game, right? His QBR at the Green Bay game was 12 out of 100. Then against the Cardinals, 22 out of 100. And then last week he got 55 or 53 out of 100. So still, and then the weeks before he got hurt against the Niners, he got 64, the Vikings 45, and Tennessee 55. So like not that much greater, but but at least he was breaking 50s. So maybe it's not the finger. Maybe it's just he's just bad. Alright, let's relax here. I do think about the Seahawks. I'm moving on from Russ. No, I'm yeah. not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not.
1: It just, feels like, it just feels like maybe the Seahawks are playing the same offense they played for 10 years. And at this point, defenses have figured out what to do. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I mean when was the last time they were legitimate like, championship contenders?
0: Well, that's the problem. Last time they, They're kind of like the Patriots. The last time they were championship contenders is when they had a defense and a good run game they're they're literally like Bill Belichick. Like Russell Wilson is an amazing talent, uh but they never had like a like a really good OC that will make their offense win them games versus their defense. Right. And look like we said the other day, like the Jamal Adams trade was kind of dumb in my opinion. You got a middle linebacker playing safety out there that's got as many picks as Vince Wilfork. What a stat. No, no. With that being said, what I, what I meant by that is I'm not trading Russell Wilson if I'm the GM. If Russell Wilson demands a trade and he actually is not going to play for the CLC Hawks and he's going to threaten to retiring, then I'll trade him. But I'm not trading Russell Wilson. Everybody has a slump beer. Uh, uh, he no. has surgery. He's been banged up. I, if anything, I'm firing Pete Carroll. He's a... He's a good coach. He really is. But sometimes, even if good coaches just need a, a franchises, just need to change. I'm not trading Russell Wilson though.
1: Is he supposed to be a free agent at the end of this year? Is that
0: the- no, no? He's got he's he's got a couple years left. I thought. So people are just saying though because last year they they did pretty well. They actually had uh, double digit wins, I believe, and made the playoffs. Um, but he still de- like had that whole offseason drama where he was leaving and demanding to trade or whatever. And then they ended up working things out. Um, yeah. So that that's why, like, because this season is worse, way worse than last year. People are assuming he's going to demand a trade again, and this time actually like stick with it. Um, so yeah, if if I'm the GM, I'm not I'm not trading him unless he's like actually going to not play for us.
1: Yeah, right. I'm going just chalk it up to a down year. I mean, he's obviously he's hurt. There's some pieces that are missing, so.
0: Yeah, everybody has down years. I'm not. I'm not trading him. If anything, I'm picking up a running back. They got good weapons at receiver. They really do. Picking up a running back in OC and O.C. It's fixed.
1: Yeah. It is what it is. So we just kind of take the take the L's this year, build a team, move on.
0: Seahawks fans, I feel for you. Rogers has had bad years, 2017 through 2019. I know exactly how you guys feel.
1: Yeah, terrible years. They were. They were. Dude. That's what I like
0: to hear. <laughs> One of those years your your team broke our collarbone. Hey, you do what you gotta do to win
1: the football game, you know? More respect to Anthony Byers. you out here breaking more collarbones.
0: Speaking of breaking things, she's calling the bone breaker. Speaking of breaking things, Brian Kelly. What the frick? This man just up. I. I all right, so for those of you who don't know, Brian Kelly is the head coach of Notre Dame, and he just straight up left out of nowhere, accepted the job to LSU, and and he's uh, basically leaving. The reason I say breaking things is because, like, technically when you recruit someone, half of the thing is that I'm playing for Brian Kelly. I'm not playing for this random scrub they're bringing in.
1: Well, you play for coaches, right? You don't play for organizations or for schools.
0: Well, that's my other thing I was gonna say in this in this segment here, when when I'm let's say I'm a five star recruit, my lifelong dream, I'm like the number top ten recruit, and LSU and Notre Dame both come to me. If I'm if I'm listening to these people, these recruiters, these coaches, LSU what he's selling me is NFL games. Most people from LSU go play on Sundays. They, that's what that's what they're selling. They're not selling their top ten education at LSU. Yeah. Notre Dame on the other hand is potentially NFL games not very likely but I get a good degree if I get a degree from Notre Dame I'm working anywhere the fuck I want sorry anywhere I want so like that's that that's that's the thing there but I think Brian Kelly to be honest I I don't mind the thing like I don't like what he did but I I understand it and if I was him, I potentially would have done the same thing, mostly because when it comes to corporations and just work in general, you got to look up for yourself. Corporations are going to fire you whenever the hell they want. That's that's what I think.
1: Yeah, it's a business. I'm less. I mean, I'm less concerned with him leaving the school. I the part I don't understand is why they have to leave
0: now. Yeah, I don't get it either.
1: Right. So he literally I mean, he accepts the job and then he just straight up is he's out. I and mean, he accepts the job. He's out in Notre Dame. He goes down to LSU and has a, a press conference. And the season is not over. Like Notre Dame is ranked number six right now. And they technically with if uh, Alabama and Cincinnati loses, Notre Dame actually has a shot at making the college football playoff. So it just feels to me like a like a weird time. For a coach to just up and leave, like, just basically at the end of the year. Like, I mean, it's literally like, I mean, it's like if you played the whole season and then you, like, you know, it's like a Tom Brady led you to the Super Bowl and then you just didn't play the Super Bowl and just, like, didn't show up. Like, you got all the way to the end and you, like, just the timing of it doesn't make any sense
0: to me. Did you know that this isn't Brian Kelly's first time doing this either? He was in Cincinnati with an undefeated team, and he left in the middle of the season. So this is the thing, which is what I'm saying. Nobody's freaking out about this. It seems
1: to be, like, a pretty common thing.
0: Yeah, it's a common thing in college football. I also, with you, I don't understand why, and considering we're a football podcast, maybe we should, but but we don't. But I'm, I don't understand why. Is it a conflict of interest? Is it a tampering? Here's my other thing I have a question on. Is Brian Kelly allowed... Like are 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 the people he recruited like the juniors or sophomores that he likes? Are they technically allowed to transfer to LSU? You
1: can play for any school you want. So with Lincoln Riley moving to USC, I think I, I mean there's a bunch of recruits that are decommitting from Oklahoma, which they haven't set a landing spot. But he's got five ten kids that he five-star recruits that he recruited to come play for him at Oklahoma that have now decommitted because he's not going to be there. Yeah. And if you're a player, I mean, you don't – it's not like a contract. You're not signing it out of line, so unless you're like
0: – You you are once you well, – can. But it in mean, the transfer how... portal
1: like – Yeah, I mean, you can enter the transfer portal, but a lot of these guys, they just – they start off with the uh, – your whatever your word. Uh, yeah, commitment. Commitment word, so technically they're not – so, I don't know, if you're Brian Kelly, If you're like I signed up for him to go play Notre Dame, but I haven't been accepted to the school or signed any paperwork or anything. I'm still a junior in high school.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, junior, juniors can for sure un- uh, decommit, I believe. Like, they can verbally commit, but as long as they didn't sign it, I believe they, can, they yeah. can do that. But, yeah, it's crazy. I I don't understand. I am interested, and I will keep an eye out. I I want to know if... There's big Notre Dame recruits that signed up or current players that are going to move to LSU and vice versa with Lincoln Riley. And Lincoln Riley's contract is insane. They didn't say how many years it's for, is it? Ten years, I thought.
1: Ten years. Ten years, $110
0: million. And uh, private jet, unlimited usage. Private jet, 24-7
1: use of private jet. They bought both of his homes in Oklahoma.
0: Way higher than what he was asking for, too. So, so yeah, it's not
1: even just five hundred thousand dollars, but five hundred thousand dollars over asking. So he's probably asking like a million. They're probably gonna pay one point five million on these houses for two of them. So at least three million dollars for what? Like, so he can like rent them out or something? Like,
0: no, dude, they're buying them so he can move and buy a brand new freaking house. They're buying them so just basically another incentive part of the deal. He's not renting. Lincoln Riley is not looking to make. A- well, Exciting. I'm just wondering what he's
1: gonna do with two houses in Oklahoma. He's, Is he's gonna sell them.
0: He sold them. Yeah.
1: Well, you could sell them without. Oh, I see. Oh, he sold them to USC.
0: Yes. Oh. Wow. It
1: took me a long time. I just thought they like bought out his mortgage for him as like a bonus. All right. And then he like still owns the houses.
0: No, I. I as far as I'm aware of, they it's like a normal transaction. He's selling the house. Because he's moving, they bought it, and I'm pretty sure USC isn't keeping these houses. I'm pretty sure USC is going to sell them. I don't think USC is going to rent houses.
1: Well, that's what I mean. So I think it almost makes more sense to just buy it out from him and just have him do whatever he wants with the houses.
0: I thought that's sort of. Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: You see what I'm saying? Not that not that Lincoln is selling the houses to USC, but that USC is buying out the mortgages for him so that now he owns them, but he doesn't have any payments on
0: them. I don't know. I think it's wild regardless. They bought his houses, like you said, let's assume they're million dollar houses. They bought it for 500K more each. And then they bought him a house as well in California, where he's going to reside. And then they also bought him a private jet, 24-7 access, which you could easily, easily make a chunk of change. I just, boosters are wild to me. Yeah. Also, I'm an alumnus from a great university. I'm finally receiving these emails of, please, sir, give me some more money. No. No. Are are you getting these emails too? We went to the same school. No,
1: I unsubscribed.
0: Oh, you can do that? Yeah. Uh. well.
1: I just mark them all as spam.
0: Interesting. I, like a good alumnus, at least read them, but I'm not giving them any more money.
1: I paid them enough money over the years. I'm still paying them right
0: now. I'm still paying them off right now. Yep. Well, yeah. Screw
1: that. I'm not giving them the money.
0: Who are these? They're not giving me private jets. You know, maybe because we went to a smaller college, but if I went to, I don't know, let's say Alabama, their number one football school, and I made millions of dollars, I could care less if they won the the national championship every year. I'm not giving them a bunch of money to sign head coaches and pay these players. No. Honestly, I'd rather make more use of that money and give it to, like, a homeless shelter than actually make a difference.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's basically... Just think of the NFL, but, like, you're not paying any players. Like, how many millions of dollars every year does that open up? Because colleges are making... They're making the same amount as NFL. The stadiums are the same size. They're selling the same number of tickets. Yeah. So... You're essentially making the same amount of money. You're on ESPN and ABC and Fox.
0: You still got TV deals. If anything, I would argue that college football made more money for a little bit with them not having to pay their players.
1: Yeah. And now they're not even paying their players. They're like players are getting endorsement money, but the NCAA 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 still
0: isn't paying. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, maybe you have $110 million to pay Lincoln since you're not paying
0: anyone else. Spencer Rattler
1: any money or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's freaking crazy. I I do wonder, or not really wonder. I am surprised that more NFL coaches don't go to the college coaching. Like, I feel like it's less stressful, and I feel like, like you got the credentials. You coach in the NFL. There's no bigger name than the NFL when it comes to football. How are they? And you got more money there. There's a lot more money there for coaching versus the NFL
1: way less pressure right I mean I don't know I I think think college it's got to be way less pressure you're not expected to win a championship you're just expected to have a winning season
0: that's a good point everybody in the NFL has a has a shot at the beginning of the year to make the tournament and then you got your boss in college who even if they go undefeated they're not going to make the tournament they're just not like we're paying I mean Minnesota just signed
1: P.J. Fleck extended him through I think 2028 or something I don't think that comes with a clause like we're gonna fire you if you don't get six wins or something.
0: Yeah, and they could still fire him early, but they still do him or they still owe him his contract. I I think part of it is also like like Mike Tomlin, he shut that down real quick. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers coach. I think part of it's also like you've been dealing with the grown adult men for so long do you really want to go talk to 16, 17, 18 year olds and convince them and beg them? And well, not beg them, but like convince them to go play for you. Like I just, I think my personality or me personally, I'd rather coach men than teenagers. I think it's awesome having the opportunity to like influence teenagers, but sometimes if you get like a five-star recruit and they're like real showboating, real, all that, that, that could be a, a real headache.
1: Yeah, recruiting is definitely a point of interest. I mean, that's a lot of work so that you much wouldn't work. have to deal with. But the NFL is more volatile too, so I think you're a little bit – you can make more money and you're a little safer in college, but it's just a different style, right? It's a different game, different team, different ages. It just depends on your personality. It depends what you're looking for. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, the money's definitely in college football for coaching, but I think – there's better coaches in the NFL. Look at Saban in the NFL. Dude sucked. Uh, yeah, he says it. What's next on Too Much Time Podcast? Top four teams in the NBA, Ben. Uh, the way I was going to break this down is basically give me the top four teams of each conference that you uh, think, not that current standings. Who do you think... uh,
1: The top four teams of each conference, apart from standings.
0: Yeah, like, if if it just so happens to coincide with the standings, then that's fine, but who do you think is the top four teams?
1: All right, let's talk some NBA basketball. Well, we'll start with the Eastern Conference, because that's what popped up first. Same, dude. Atop the Eastern Conference, we got the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, a solid basketball team. Uh, Honestly... There's no reason they can't go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They just, I mean, they have the super team. They got a healthy Kevin Durant. James Harden, I heard, is uh, adjusting to the new NBA foul rule, the new contact rule, which took him a while. But I guess he's adjusting to that, so that's good to see. I mean, the Nets are are one of those teams that they can kind of just coast. I mean, they can just kind of play 70% of their ability. And... Win just enough games to make the playoffs, and then, and then turn it on. So you just—I mean—you can't put them anywhere else other than number one in the Eastern Conference. It's just straight up the way that it is right now. Uh, Washington Wizards are number two. That's definitely a bust. Will fall apart. Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I said I honestly think the Bucks are number two right now, which I think a lot of people might go with the Heat. Might go with the Bulls. They're playing great, but when you put Giannis on that team, you just it's kind of like Kevin Aaron Rodgers; you just can't ever cut them out.
0: Wisconsin and sports, baby.
1: <laughs> Wisconsin sports, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and every saw it even in the last year in the playoffs. Like they they win games, they find ways to win games. They got a scrappy team. They're, for, they're kind of coasting right now too. I mean, even there's no reason to think they won eight in a row, so they're finally just kind of playing some basketballers. No one to stop them. Number three. I feel like the Miami Heat I just the Chicago Bulls right now are in that fourth spot. Uh but they're six and four in their last ten. Which is kind of what I said originally, because I think they started off really hot and I don't trust the Bulls at all. Not that they have like a bad roster necessarily, and that adding DeRozan and, and Lonzo Ball could be good, but I don't think they have a, a championship winning roster. And I have a hard time seeing them get any higher than where they're at, so the team I would put at number three is the Miami Heat uh, because it's just a team with a solid roster and it's a team that wins. I mean, Bam Adebayo is on that team. Jimmy Butler. They added Kyle Lowry, who I think is huge. He is huge, and he's an under. I mean, he's not an underrated point guard, but he's a great field court general kind of point guard.
0: I'd argue underrated.
1: Underrated and uh, kind of overlooked. And this is the same it's the same Indiana Heat team that went to the finals like literally two years ago. And their roster hasn't really changed all that much.
0: Good good coach too.
1: Yeah, great coach. He's been there forever. So right now, I mean thirteen and nine right now is not the greatest record in the world, but in the Eastern Conference you can kind of coast and just make the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, all bets are off. So and then for the number four team I don't know. The Eastern Conference is so weak other than those top three, to be honest. So if I had to pick a fourth, man, I don't know. Maybe, I guess, I don't, maybe the Bulls, I guess. I mean, if the Bulls keep winning, they could maybe skip that fourth spot. But I don't know. I mean, the 76ers right now, are they're number 11. But without Ben Simmons on that team, they're just kind of relying on Embiid to do everything. And it's, it's, I don't think one star can get you as far as you want to go. You can win some games, but so I don't even know. So top three. just really not a fourth it's a tough answer, but not really a fourth team in that in that conference. So right now we're just looking at the Nets to probably win that outright, followed by the Bucks and then the Heat. And uh the first couple of rounds of the Eastern Conference playoffs will be kinda of boring. As but these- the Eastern Conference Finals uh, could be fun with a little Nets Nets Bucks rematch. So what do we got for the Western?
0: Uh Well, I'm going to go with the East and basically echo you. You got to be some, be more confident, man. But you got to say, say it with some confidence. Yeah, the Nets, 1. 1A, the Milwaukee Bucks. 3, I would say the Heat. I completely agree with everything you said. And then fourth, you lost me. You lost me, dog. You got some cracks in that foundation. Um, There's my, no clear fourth team out there, though. If you look deep and you look hard, I'd argue it's the Atlanta Hawks. They're they're coasting right now, like you said. I think it's too early in the season. Um I could argue that the Hawks are are in there. Also the Heat added PJ Tucker. PJ the Bucks losing PJ Tucker is a big, big blow. He was a key piece to the to the Bucks run. So so the Heat is definitely for sure like closer to to the number two spot than you might think. I wouldn't be shocked if we get a, a Nets Heat uh conference final. And then I got the Nets the best team in the East no matter what, once Kyrie comes back to normal. But um I think the Hawks, uh there's a there's a clear way of beating the Hawks. Giannis literally showed it. Just have a big man and Clint Capella can't really stop him. But um Yeah, I definitely think it's it's if I had to pick a fourth team, it'd be the Hawks. I mean, it's between them or the Bulls and I just trust the Hawks more. I think the Bulls got a good foundation here, but they need they need like a key, like a they just need something. Lonzo Ball shooting threes is huge, though. Dude can play defense and shoot threes now.
1: I like the Hawks. I think they're a viable option. I just I struggle with the fourth because I just don't feel like the Hawks are a clear favorite over the Bulls or over the Sixers or even the Hornets are playing. Weirdly decent basketball right now, even though they lost three in a row. But they won three in a row before that. So I don't know. They were eight and one in their last nine before the repeat. Like so, they just lost like one bucket against the Bucks. So it's just the East is so weird because there's just so many of those teams that are just sometimes good and sometimes bad. But you just, and then it doesn't really matter because you're gonna get the Nets versus whoever in the finals
0: and it's kind of just it's kind of just a wash yeah well what do you call a bunch of Minnesota fans in the basement a wine cellar with that transition let's go to the west my number one team is not going to be no I just came up with it I was going to use it... With, that just came up with the, yeah, I was yeah. going to literally use it for the uh for the Vikings, and I just forgot. I have another one. I'll save it for next week. I'll start <laughs> it. Tune in
1: next week to hear his other
0: joke that he just came up with on the spot. Actually, I do. I'll give you guys a hint. It revolves around the Atlanta Falcons. That's it. Uh, Anyways. Nice. um, No, the Timberwolves look good, but definitely not in my top four. Uh, Number one, I got the Warriors. They're kind of like a... If I had to come up with an analogy here, they're kind of like my Green Bay Packers. You just, they have so much potential and they're not even healthy yet. Like, they're playing so good and they don't even have Clay Thompson back yet. They don't have their center back yet. Um, Wiseman. They, and Steph Curry's playing out of his mind. Like, they lost to the Suns by four and Steph (laughs) Curry scored 12 points. And it is going to be rare for Steph Curry to be off. Like, if you're if the Suns and the Warriors both play in the playoffs, Steph Curry is not going to sh- score 12 points for four games. He's just not. He's going to go way over that. He's not going to have an off night every day. So I got the Warriors one. I got the Suns two. The Suns are good. Um, the Lakers don't look that great, but I just I can't pick against LeBron as much as uh, I don't think he's the GOAT. I'm, I'm going to put the Lakers at, at four. I'm going to skip three there, and I'm going to put – who I got at three. Maybe I do have the Lakers at three. The Mavs, I, I guess, with Luka. I just, I, I've never been a big fan of Jokic. I just don't trust him in the playoffs. It's kind of the opposite
1: problem you have with the East. You just have too many good teams. <laughs> you really don't know what's going to happen.
0: Who do you got? Top four.
1: Who do you have at three then?
0: I just said Mavs. I'm gonna say.
1: The
0: yeah, I got I got Suns or Warriors, Suns, Mavs, Lakers. Over the Timberwolves. Bro, relax. The Timberwolves always start hot and then they're gonna fall apart.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. This is a new Timberwolves team and they're playing well.
0: They just I lost their last a... game to the Wizards.
1: Relax. We're eight and seven and three in our last ten. Yeah, We're good enough to like get five, The wolves are good enough to get five hundred and like get like the eighth or ninth seed and just try to find playing magic.
0: Okay, that still isn't my top four.
1: Which is a win for the Timberwolves. That is a successful year if we make the playoffs for the second time in the last twenty years.
0: You are the definition of my wine cellar joke.
1: And it's tough out here being a Minnesota fan. You know, you're what you gotta do.
0: No, they're good. They're just not my top four in the West.
1: Now they're not top four in the West. Uh, number one, Golden State Warriors. I've said it before. I'll say it again. They're winning the championship because Steph Curry...
0: Oh, I'm here for it.
1: He's the greatest player in the history of basketball.
0: All right, relax, but I'm here for it. I think he's shooting the greatest point basketball guard. Shooting. He's definitely the greatest point guard of the greatest shooter. The
1: greatest, greatest basketball shooter of all time. Greatest he's
0: human to ever play basketball.
1: And the team is absolutely unbelievable right now. And they're 18-3 and three and they're cruising. That being said, the fucking Suns are also eighteen and three, and have won seventeen in a row. And uh, they're my number two right now by a very slim margin, because they just win games. And there's really nothing else to be said
0: until they play the Bucks and Giannis and get destroyed by Giannis scoring forty points every single freaking game.
1: Suns did not get destroyed by the Bucs. They made all those games close. They put their heart on the line
0: there. They did not. They tried building a wall against Giannis and they couldn't stop Giannis, which is insane to think about because Kawhi stopped Giannis. Well, it's Kawhi. That's my point. I just I don't trust. The Phoenix Suns
1: are number two. They're a good team. They win games. Uh the hamstring injury to D Booker. Hopefully that that's early. Not too bad. They'll be fine. Number three. Is it finally the year for the Utah Jazz? Nah. I don't know, man. Utah Jazz my number three team. Uh, even though I think they're very much a regular season team, they were the number one seed last year, so that's got to count for something. And I think they've been top four every year in the last three years. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's a guy comes up in the clutch; she wins games. Rudy Gobert is defensive player of the year every single year. So we're playing regular season right now. I mean, we're playing who are the top teams currently. Utah Jazz are ranked number three, and I think they are number three. They just, they're kind of an underrated, tough team to beat, and uh, there's no reason to bet against them. And then number four, I have the Denver Nuggets. I don't trust the Lakers at all. I don't think they should be in there. LeBron is out for the next two weeks, so they're going to lose a bunch of games in the next two weeks. And I think they have way too many stars on that team. And I think Russell Westbrook, is a locker room nightmare. And his team is always bad wherever he goes. And it's Kevin Durant that was on the Thunder that made that team good, not Westbrook. Because as soon as he left, they went absolutely to the bottom of the ship. And he goes to the Wizards, who are all also at the bottom of the ship, and he just dragged him down even further than humanly thought was possible. The Lakers are dead, and they're done. And LeBron is done, and he's leaving. He is
0: not leaving. He's staying in L.A. The Lakes, hey man, they just gotta get in the tournament. Last year yeah, was the exception. Once they get in the tournament, they'll be fine. LeBron's just gonna stay healthy this year, but that's a good point. I mean you might have won me over. I might have drank some of your Kool-Aid just now. The Nuggets the Nuggets are yeah, I like it. I like that. The Nuggets are a weird team.
1: I I just they're a weird team, but they have
0: Michael Porter Huggits Jr. Everybody's
1: healthy. Michael Porter Jr.'s guy. Jokic. Michael
0: shooter got paid and stopped showing up. That's what happened to Michael I can show
1: up it matters. Jokic is, is arguably the most annoying player on planet Earth. And he is a huge whiner. And I'm not a fan of his. But he plays damn good basketball.
0: I hate Jokic.
1: He scores the buckets and he gets rebounds. And that's what you got to do to win basketball games at the end of the day. Personality aside. Jamal Murray. I love, should
0: be at some point. love me some Murray.
1: So uh, I don't know. They're a good team. They've been around a long time. They've won a lot of games, and we're not. Th- I mean, we're not saying top three right now. I'm not putting them above the Suns of the Warriors. But we're just thinking top four. So I put them at number four right now.
0: Did you put it at three?
1: The Jazz at three, and the Nuggets at four. Because I don't trust the Lakers. Uh, the Clippers don't have Kawhi, so they're dead. Uh, the Blazers always find ways to lose games, even more than the Timberwolves do sometimes. Timberwolves, I think, are not top four, but I think they're a playing team. And everybody else in the Western Conference is absolutely done. It's kind of just the, it's really a top ten being super good, and then the rest of them are terrible, so I just... Top eight. The Grizzlies are definitely overrated right now. I agree. Oh, that leaves the Nuggets.
0: Yeah. Which
1: I think is fine, and then you put the Maps five. You know, I could flip those and kind of intertwine those, but...
0: Mavs. I like Luca a lot. Luca can carry a team. Yeah. Yeah, Luca's a been... Alright, well thanks everyone for having too much time and listening to the world's dumbest podcast ever made. Um, we'll be back, I would say next week, but we'll see. We'll try to be more consistent. We had some microphone issues. We bought microphones. We'll give you an excuse next time. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.